are you still there? If you take a lazy Saturday, lie on your couch and watch Netflix without moving for long enough, eventually Netflix will reach out, stop for a moment and ask you, are you still there? Just to make sure you haven't fallen asleep or walked away. It's one of those indications of how technology has changed how we do things. When I was growing up, my mother was a huge fan of the radio-turned-TV soap opera, Guiding Light. She had followed it from her youth, but by this stage in her life, she was working full-time and wasn't home at 3 p.m. during the week. So in order to watch them, she had to record them to watch later. This, of course, was long before the days of TiVo or PVR. This was all on VHS cassettes. But her work, and many other commitments she had in the community, kept her very busy, and turns out raising three boys was probably some work too. So often there was a backlog of tapes. Stacks of tapes, six hours apiece, uh, stacked on the television cabinet just waiting to be watched. And so on that infrequent weekend when she actually had some free time, she'd put her feet up and get caught up. Before binging was a thing, my mother was already doing it. Technology, of course, has changed the way we watch things. For example, 30 years ago, the idea of having a whole TV series on your bookshelf would have been laughable because of how much space it would have required with all those VHS tapes. But the advent of compact discs and DVDs and Blu-ray made those clunky VHS tapes obsolete less than half the size of a vinyl LP, and storing about six times the amount of information, they were much easier to own, and much easier to sell. And now, of course, we have Netflix, which has changed again how we watch things. Now we don't even have to get up and rewind tapes or change discs. We can just sit back on the couch and let the fiber optic cable do the rest. We now watch things in a qualitatively quantitatively different way. The future is now. Now we don't just watch things, we binge them. Remember back in the days when you actually had to wait till next week to find out what was going to happen? Well now, if whole series, whole seasons drop on Netflix in a moment, you know, just in that moment, so the Dean can now binge watch season three of The Crown at his leisure. The thing about binging, though, is well, it fills that need for instant gratification. After a while, the law of diminishing returns kicks in. A few weeks ago, on the Monday after November's diocesan synod, Martha and I both had the day off, and we were pretty exhausted after synod. And so we decided to just crash on the couch and binge watch a favorite TV show. But of course, after a while, we realized that we weren't really watching so much as tuning in and out. It was great, and it was exactly the level of attention we needed on that particular day, but in terms of how much I actually probably watched, it's probably about 60% of what was actually passing in front of my eyes. And sure enough, reaching out its digital fingers to make sure I still had a pulse, are you still there? Click the button, life goes on. 
between 24-hour news, entertainment on demand, social networking, and a world that never sleeps, the reality that we live in today is all about that constant saturation of information, media, and content. It's really changed the way we take things in. It's really the difference between binging and watching. As we begin this season of Advent, that's a particularly important distinction. I'm sure you knew I was going somewhere, you just had to wait till I got there. Because the readings we've heard today are all about what it means to be watchful. In both Paul's letter to the Romans and the reading from the Gospel of Matthew, we hear these exhortations to watchfulness, to awareness. We hear reminders to keep awake and not tune out what's happening around us. That's hard to do. In this world of constant information, of constant distraction, our senses so quickly get dulled. We become so easily less attentive to what's right in front of our noses because there's just so much, and our focus is always moving. I hate to jump right to this example because it always seems too easy, but current American politics is a great illustration of this. When you get home today, Go online and find an article about President Trump from one year ago. And then, go and find an article about President Trump from two years ago. You will genuinely be shocked by what we were genuinely shocked by a year ago and two years ago that we've forgotten, because things just keep on changing. There's always something new to be shocked by. Our focus is always moving and being taken somewhere else. It's, 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 it, it has to, or else we drift elsewhere. That's the result of a binge society. After so much information, we get worn down. We get lulled into distraction. We start to tune out. The, the constant stream of information is almost this herd immunization against paying attention. And the winner of that is always the one who benefits from our distraction. Which is why Paul, in his letter today, reminds the church in Rome not to give in to their binging of choice, the more traditional drinking and carousing and conflict and pride, which was taking their attention away from where they needed to be the most watchful, just like we find ourselves taken from distraction to distraction. Watchfulness, on the other hand, is about being attentive but not reactionary. Watchfulness is patient and measured rather than fanatical and indulgent. It's easy to see and react. It's much harder to watch and prepare. So in these two passages, we have that continuing thread, that continuing theme of watchfulness. And it's no mistake that Paul picks up on that theme on that thread from Jesus, because both Paul and Jesus are doing the same thing. They want the same thing from their respective audiences. They want to change the way that they watch things. Rather than being divided and distracted, rather than binging on the culture that surrounds them, Paul urges the church in Rome to know what time it is, to lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, to watch with hearts and minds ready for the kingdom. 
Rather than tuning out and going on our own way with things, Jesus urges us, keep awake, for you do not know on what day the Lord is coming. And then with those three short parables in the gospel, the flood, the woman vanishing, and the robber entering the house, Jesus sets that tone of urgency for our watchfulness. When the day of the Lord comes, like the flood, it will be complete. Like the vanishing woman, it'll be sudden. And like the robber, it won't come announced. It won't ask, are you still there? Are you still awake? Are you still watching? And by the way, it's no coincidence that Jesus' third parable in that set is about a robber breaking into a house because that's exactly what God is planning to do. God is going to break into our world with God's own world to claim us as God's people once and for all. And so this Advent is our invitation once again to change the way we watch for the breaking in of God's kingdom, to keep awake, to watch and be ready for those times and places where God's kingdom is breaking into our own. Therefore, you also must be ready, Jesus says, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. So as we enter this season of Advent, what does it mean for us to be watchful in a world that prefers to binge? Maybe it means discerning what that sometimes nebulous expression, God's kingdom breaking in, means in our world. Does it look like a change to the social economy of this world? Is it a political reality or is it an environmental change? What do we think of when we think of God's kingdom really being here in the same place as us? What are we looking for? How do we see it? Perhaps this Advent, watchfulness means a recommitment to prayer, a renewal of our own attention to where God is leading us. Or it could be that watchfulness means thinking about how you will hear again this familiar Advent story in a new way, and preparing for the coming of Christ into this world both then and now with, a new, with new eyes and a new spirit. That's what this season of Advent invites us to think about. This Advent invites us to watch, to listen, to hope, and to prepare. So how will we keep awake and keep watch in these days ahead and stave off the dullness of our blinded sight from those distractions that surround us? Because this Advent, God breaks into the world again and asks us, are you still there? In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.